Hello and welcome back to the Wednesday Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden. Menu, please. And I'm your co-host, Ryan. Caramel Frappuccino, please. Nice one, Ryan. Caramel Frappuccino. Thought we get something a bit sweet today. Yeah, I like that idea. Anyways, today um, we're going to be a little chill. We're not, we don't have much of like a full-out planned episode. We're going to look at some of the 20 big questions that we looked at last week. We're just going to talk about what's been up with our lives and like the next kind of next few weeks, which is the start of university for both of us. My first year and Ryan's second year. So we'll dive into that type of thing and just have some fun today. So Ryan, what have you been up to the last few days? Well, the last few days, first of all, we went on our... Uh on our long hike yes we did so if the, the viewers don't know but uh we went on a how was it like eight hour hike it was an eight hour hike or something yeah yeah so we we walked uh, to leslie spit and uh jane taught me how to use a camera yeah that was very fun mm-hmm. ryan was actually pretty good like the first like what 30 minutes he had no idea what he was doing but then he started to get the hang of it and it was like it was pretty it was nice to see um it's a quick learner so it was it was a really great journey, but our legs yeah. were just so dead. Exactly. It was like um, I've never actually been to the bottom of this pit before. I've walked it, but I never make it to the end because I'm like it takes me so long to get there. But it was nice finally tell, getting to the lighthouse. Yeah. Tell them about your little mishap at the end. Oh yeah. So there was this incident. So um, if you don't know, if you've never been to this pit here in Toronto, um, there is this lighthouse. It's on the top of a hill. So basically, Ryan and me are like, yeah, we walked all this way. We have to go to the lighthouse. So I decided to go climb up the lighthouse because, you know, I wanted to see the view, which is beautiful. Like, I could think about um, watching sunset or sunrise, specifically sunset, because you could see the city, um, uh, the sun behind the city, and it, it would just be beautiful. And just like seeing the water on the other side, seeing the sunrise off the water would be nice as well. So basically what happened is I was taking pictures with my camera and I tried to put my camera away and my lens cap dropped. So it fell off, it spiraled down into like bushes behind the lighthouse or something. So I was like, damn. Um, I didn't, I wasn't actually worried at first because I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'll just grab it. But by the time I got down there, I realized there was like, like really thick bush. I had to like climb in there, try to find it. Basically, I got like this big rash on my leg because there was like some poisonous plant or something in there. But Ryan suggested that I, I use some hand sanitizer, great stuff, to like uh, put it on the, the, I guess the rash, and it helped. So there was no like effects afterwards, which was great. Yep, so moral of the story, either wear pants or mm-hmm. bring some kind of alcohol product because uh, those two things can really help you against like poisonous plants. Exactly. Also, don't... Or attach your lens cap to your camera if you're like in a weird spot. That's something that I'm definitely gonna do. Don't even take it out, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so the second thing I've done was uh, on Sunday, I'm sure you know this, Jane, but uh, mm-hmm. we had our first, uh, was it, outdoor practice for my club. Right, right, you mentioned that. Yep, and uh, so we, we were supposed to take like a live stream of, mm-hmm. of the event uh, through Zoom. And actually, everything worked out with uh, without spending a single dollar. Because, well, we plugged into speakers and we thought of many plans, but like the most simple one was literally putting a mic in front of the big speaker. So not only can everyone hear the speaker, but uh, the computer can as well. Oh, that's cool. Like we were that. expecting like a lot of feedback or a lot of like static, but mm-hmm. surprisingly, the computer did all the work for us. So not only could we hear what the chat was talking about, but we can also uh, figure out 
uh, what, well, what we were talking about. So yeah, the computers and laptops are like pretty, pretty advanced, and they do everything for you. They do all the jobs, so you don't have to. That's pretty cool. Very nice. Um, another thing for me, um, this past, so we didn't record an episode the week that we posted our previous episode, if that makes sense, because it was my birthday week. So I was very busy. I was actually um, up north, um, Manitoulin Island, which is where my, my family's from. So I was up there kind of experiencing nature again. Beautiful place, beautiful views. I have some lovely pictures that I've taken as well um, at nighttime. Um, the stars. You can just see so much out there. It just The sky is filled with stars. It's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in ages. And I was out there like for like two nights out of the few there. That was just like, like um, midnight to like one in the morning or some, 2 a.m. I don't even know. I was out there taking pictures of the stars, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful experience. Is capturing that. And honestly, some of my favorite pictures that I've ever taken, I took on one of those two nights. Yeah, on that. Yeah, I miss I miss the seeing the Milky Way. It's been so long. I think the last time I actually saw it was a uh, grade six, where when right. we were out in Algonquin Park. Like it's I miss that view amazing. so much. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it makes me want to like go to like the Sahara Desert or something, just like mm-hmm. camp out there just to see it. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. Beautiful. Like I'm sure um, you can see it in Ork too. Yeah, you can. The farther, like, Sahara is, like, the place that they recommend, like, they have a bunch of satellites out there, because uh-huh. there's, like, nothing for, for kilometers in every direction. That's true. But up north, yeah, you could see it, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What, one more thing on my bucket list is, uh, definitely mm-hmm. to see the Aurora someday. Right. Yeah. So, I'm really hoping Iceland. to get that opportunity someday. I want to go to Iceland as well, just to, like, because mountains and, like, the Aurora. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. What else did I do on my little trip that was noteworthy? Uh, did you talk about the deer? The deer! Oh, right, of course. So, while I was there, I was walking up the street. Like, this little roads, dirt roads, I was going up one. And, um, to go visit my family and my sister and such. And I came across this deer that was just at the corner of my eye. I just saw this little fawn and its mother. So I was like, wow. And then I just put down, because I had my bag and such and all that stuff. So I put that down and I just, like, slowly followed them. Um, off the road into the forest or the bush as it's called and it was just an amazing like moment just like falling slowly and quietly and getting closer to them like every few minutes because they got more comfortable with me the longer I spent with them but it was like an amazing moment um, it's very um, there's a lot of uh, emotional components because um, in my culture indigenous the deer specific, specifically sorry for myself is a part of my clan so I'm part of the deer clan so seeing a deer it's a very um, spiritual kind of moment, and like it's a sign of well wishes for me. Because moving on to my future kind of endeavors, it was again. I would say those two moments, like seeing the stars and the deer, mm-hmm. were the top two of the entire trip. Yep, a great way to like end the summer. I would say. Mm-hmm. Like for me, dragons are a big part of my culture, but I'm, I've yet to see a dragon. So <laughs> <laughs> that will be the day. I'd be kind of scared if like I saw one flying over, but like wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the rest of the week I'm just hoping to like just relax because it is the last week. Mm-hmm. The last week before university. Very kind of stressed for that because I am moving, so that's like an entire new adventure for me. But Ryan, you you've already kind of done the first year, so you already have a little idea of how it goes down. Yeah, but uh, I'm not too sure how it is for people that are uh, out living on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, like I would talk to a, 
Our, well, uh, we should talk to Mandy about that. Mm-hmm. Mandy's one of our friends. Yes. Oh, I'll definitely ask her some questions. And there's a few people I can ask about kind of that mm-hmm. the differences there and such. But yeah. Um, let's move on. We can come back to talking about the university kind of aspect later. But let's move on to um, your classic segment, Ryan, if you want to do um, this last one. Yep, so uh, I guess we'll make it a bit shorter today to yeah. fit in more stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, t- as everyone that uh, that regularly watches or listens to us knows, I have this segment called Love It, Hate It, Why. So basically, yeah, it's to test the, the user's knowledge about certain things and uh, their opinions on <clears throat> certain topics. So I will give one word to the opposing person. And they will either respond, love it or hate it. And I'll respond, why? In hopefully different tones. And then they'll give me a one word reason why they like or hate this thing. Okay, let's do it. So we'll put one minute on the clock today. Sounds good. Alright, so uh, three, two, one. Emojis. What did you say, sir? Emojis. Love it. Why? Expression. Languages. Love it. Why? Diverse. Slippers. Love it. Why? Comfy. Rock music. Love it. Why? Classic. SpongeBob. Love it. Why? SpongeBob. Coffee. Hated. Why? Bitter. I know. Board games. Love it. Why? Fun. Binders. Love it. Why? Organization, I guess. Lego. Love it. Why? Childhood. Boats. Love it. Why? Fun. And our last question, uh, classical music. Love it, I guess. Why? Classic. All right, uh, so let's talk about your sure. love for class or your uh, your affinity for rock and classical music. I don't really have an affinity. I would just say that there's like, you know, the classic, you know, whenever you think about music, the first two for me that come to mind is classical and then rock mm-hmm. or like pop, but that's not really a genre. That's like just pop and music, I've been told. But like those two are kind of like, those are like the two, like, I guess the two spectrums. Like that's like the heavy, and then that's kind of lighter, and then everything else kind of falls in the middle. That's what I personally think. Like, Let's hear your opinion on emojis. Emojis, I think they're great. You know, sometimes, but like sometimes I feel like you can overuse them. Yeah. But I, they're like they're good for like communicating emotions, and that's I think. Mm-hmm. What is like why are emojis called emojis? That's a good question. Yeah, that's uh. We could, I think that it's it's a uh, has to do with the word emote and something else right let's see mm-hmm. and let's uh one more thing let's talk about language right well of course i'm all into traveling learning experiences and connecting with people so like language uh-huh. is just one of the most important parts of doing that so that's why i love it mm-hmm. and emojis are kind of like their own language too yeah so this and is what i found about that originally meaning pictograph the word emoji comes from japanese picture plus emoji character Resembles to the English word emotion and emoticon is purely coincidental. Oh, it came it came from Japan. 
Of course it did. <laughs> that was I thought it came from America. That's that was what I was yeah, thinking. Me too, but it does make sense. I'm not surprised, honestly. Yeah, emotions actually they're uh it's, sometimes they're their own language, other times they're they're like uh language enhancers. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yep, so yeah, I feel like There's they're great. Like, like yeah. you, you can add a bit of a, a little picture and then it can express everything you need to tell. Exactly. It's pretty cool, honestly. Well, that concludes my segment for today. Love it. Hate it. Why? It's a good... I want to add my own segment now. i got to come up with one. I'm going to spend the next few weeks. Because, Ryan, yours is, like, perfect. It's a great little thing. Fun thing to do. Let's let's do some questions by Google. I don't know if I mentioned that we're going to do that today, but, you know, that's our classic. Mm-hmm. So, I'll jump in first. What connects the Pacific Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean? So it what looks connects like them? Yes, they're talking about some specific spots. So the Panama Canal is not is not the only water line connecting the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. There's a place in Wyoming, in Teton, Teton Wilderness area of the Bridger Teton National Forest, in which a creek splits into, like the canal, the creek connects the two oceans, dividing North America in two parts. Wow, oh, really? So, cool. so is the creek, uh, is it freshwater? I'm guessing it's fresh water because I'm assuming yeah. that it probably like goes out to the ocean. Yep. And I, I know there's like some effect that like salt water, uh, salt water, and fresh water have like uh, this that yeah. separates the two. The two. Exactly. This is I think this is like specifically talking about the U.S. But there's like you can go around <laughs> to yep. the bottom of South America to like mm-hmm. connect as well. But that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. All right. So the first fact, uh, Jane, you were talking about the Sahara. Yes. And uh, do you know how much of the Sahara Desert is actually sandy? No. 50%? Well, the Sahara Desert is actually only a quarter sandy. Really? Wow. The rest of the desert is covered in gravel, and it also has its own mountain ranges and oases. Really? So yeah, mostly gravel. Really? Wow, that's crazy. So when you and think of a works. desert, you th- you normally think of sand, right? So I, get, I guess there's a, a larger definition of what a desert is exactly that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i guess you could think about it like according to i forget what the source was but antarctica is a desert too and then yeah. that's just like snow and ice so it does make sense if you think about it so maybe it's just like a like desolate land with nothing yeah i think so where like temperatures are like very like dramatic yep anyways how long is the winter on uranus for nearly a quarter of the Uranian year, equal to 84 Earth years, the sun shines directly over each pole, leaving the other half of the planet plunged in a long, dark winter. Uranus uh-huh. is a ball of mostly hydrogen and helium absorption of red light by methane in the atmosphere. Um, absorption of red light in, by methane in the atmosphere gives the planet its bluish color. Huh. Interesting. I doesn't really. I guess saying it's 84 Earth years at this winter. I don't know why they gave me this one. Interesting, though. All right. So for the next fact, uh, in England, pigeon poop is pro- is a uh, technically property of the crown. Really. In eight in the eighteenth century, uh, King George the first declared all pigeon poop to be property of the cl- of the crown, it's because a specific chemical that comes from it, uh, called saltpeter was a vital part in the making of gunpowder. Really? And you know how in the 18th century, uh, Britain was, or uh, England was always at war? 
with mus muskets, uh, rifles, and cannons. And apparently it was very valuable back then. Wow, so, so, so you're saying that um, back in that time frame they were shooting, what, did, what am I going to say, bird feces, that's the, what they were firing basically. Well, they were using it as a propellant. Fascinating, fascinating, that's what we fight wars with. Yeah, I'm sure. not sure if it's uh, still, still a thing today. Yeah. Either if we're using it or if it's still like part of, of the law. I'm, I mean, guessing it is, because there are some, like, very odd laws that still exist today, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was still one. Anyways, let's jump into the next one. Tab. Here we go. What cause, causes the color of the Red Sea? So apparently is the it Red Sea... I'm going to assume it is, but I don't even know what color it is, honestly. I think it's, is well, it's red. Or it, pinkish. Oh. Located between the East African coast and the Saudi Arabian Peninsula, the Red Sea got its name because of a type of algae called. Wow, that's a very. Well, I was wrong. Called Tripadocium erythium, which is. I didn't say that right, but I tried. Which is found in the sea. When these blooms of algae die off, they appear to turn the blue green color of the ocean to a reddish brown. Cool. Oh, I was completely wrong. Algae. So it was algae. algae. I know it can turn the water like a green and sometimes like yeah, worse so than blue. Sense. That's pretty cool. Well, uh, Jane, do you know a language that all astronauts are forced to learn in the academy? No, Russian. Yes, it's Russian. So all astronauts going to the International Space Station have to learn how to speak Russian. That's because astronauts that travel to the ISS must hitch a ride with the Russian cosmonauts. And the controls on their uh, Soyuz spacecraft Soyuz. are all in Russian. Or I don't know how to pronounce that. Soyuz. I was reading, Soyuz. I was listening to a, an audiobook from Chris Hadfield about that. And then, yeah, you have to learn Russian because like, there's yeah. no other ways to get up there right now. Well, actually, no. The SpaceX mm -hmm. is making like a, a rocket. Yep. And using that now, so that they can kind of do half and half between the Russians and the US. So yeah, and uh, by some like accounts, people say it's like the hardest part of the training. Yeah, I can imagine because I what he was saying in that audiobook was like how small it is, and like there's only three seats, and just like very complicated. Like I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, this is about lobsters. Do lobsters have green blood? Green blood. Yes, they do. Oh, really? Um, yes, a clear or white blood with a slight bluish tint is pumped through the body of the lobster by the heart. The blue tint is caused by copper, which is used as the oxygen carrier in the blood. Humans' red colored blood is due to iron being the oxygen carrier. So, so, so for us, it's iron. For them, it's what again? Copper. Copper. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's I, really cool. It does explain why they, they don't. They seem like they never bleed. Yeah, that's really cool, honestly. Copper. So that's just like shows you how like diverse the universe can really be, but just that slight difference. It's like the same kind of system, but a different chemical that's doing the process. That's yeah, yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the next fact, so sh Jane, do you know what's a uh, how old sharks are? Yes, I was looking at this. They're like what three million years old or something. So it's actually a lot further than that so sharks are actually 
uh, roughly 400 million years old. Yeah, wow, that's really old. And that's actually older than the trees on Earth, which are yeah. only 50 year or 50 million yeah. years longer. I saw something about that the other day. Yeah, like they're the oldest like beings on this planet or something, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really interesting because like they, it also makes sense because they don't breathe oxygen. Exactly. So they never needed the trees. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, um, like people's fear of sharks doesn't really make sense because they've been yep. here for 400 million years. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really going to be that interested in us. Yeah. That's just doesn't make sense. Pretty cool though. Okay. So, since I love naps, Google decided to give me a question about naps to get the optimal nap. So how long are you supposed to nap? How long? As in time? Yes, like what's the, the best? Yeah, time. Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to tell you. So according to some, this doesn't look like a very reliable source, but you know, it probably is true a little bit. Taking naps, a nap should be about 15 to 30 minutes in duration. If you nap, if you nap longer than 30 minutes, your body lapses into delta or deep sleep. Delta sleep is difficult to wake from and if interrupted or just completed, can leave you feeling terribly groggy. So 15 Uh-oh. to 30. Oh, I thought you said maps, like M A P. Oh. <laughs> so naps is 15 minutes, right? Yes. Yeah. Ah, how long you're supposed to map? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my bad. Yes, naps. Yeah, so 15 <laughs> minutes. I I uh, I read that somewhere as well. Like mm-hmm. your fall, like uh, some say that you could live off like 15 minute naps, like uh, every hour, and then you could just stay awake forever or something like that. But I don't believe it. Because your body will yeah. eventually like need that REM sleep. Yeah, that definitely does make sense. Okay. Okay. So my last fact of the day. So in uh, 1997, a cargo ship named the Tokyo Express, not Tokyo as in Japan, but Tokyo mm-hmm. as in T O K I O, was hauling cargo across the stormy sea on February 13th. Uh, a rogue wave crashed down over the deck and washed overboard some of like some of that cargo. Which was Lego. Really? They lost 4.8 million bits of Lego in the storm, and those pieces are still washing up today on the beaches of Cornwall, UK, whenever there's a bad storm. Wow, that's pretty cool. And ironically, one of the containers can, uh, of the Lego contained Lego octopuses and flippers. Wow. How, how old is it, did you say? When did that happen? So it was 1997, so it was just over 20 oh. years ago. 23. That's, that's pretty old Lego. It's still washing in the sea. Pretty cool. Okay, so, Ryan, let's jump into the article that we looked at last week. Huh. It's technically like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 20, did you, do you have it? Can you find it? Uh, it's, let me, look, one second, let me pull it up. You said you to pull it up, yeah. I just yeah, realized, I, I texted it to you, so I could have looked there for it. Yeah, it was, it was definitely very interesting. Actually, I, I think you should just read them out to me. It's taken a while to load. Sure. So. I think we would... Did we make it to five? I'm, I want to say that... Yeah, we, we make it We made it to five. So we're, yeah. at, we're on six right now. What? So the number six is, what is the chance the Homo sapiens was five for the next 500 years? So humans. So humans. Uh, yes. So I'll read the little blurb they have. I would say that the odds are good for our survival, even the big threats, nuclear warfare or the ecological catastrophe, perhaps, falling from climate change, aren't essential in the sense 
that they would wipe out us, wipe us out entirely, and the current bug in which our electronic pro- I don't even know what these words are. Progeny sees us and decides they can live without us. This can be avoided by unplugging them. Hmm. I know some professor. Right. So, yeah, I think like humans can, or Homo, homo sapiens can actually, mm-hmm. well, can definitely survive 500 years because we've already done it. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's true. We yeah. have come across many challenges. So I feel like. Yeah, but, like humans are, uh, like so far, we are the most adaptive species on this earth. Mm-hmm. The only problem is uh, we're very like selfish yeah so even if we survive the next 500 500 years many animals and like species will not that's true i, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a mass extinction mm-hmm. in the next few years just because of how the world's looking right now yep and uh uh what was i gonna say it was oh, i forgot my train of thought <laughs> but yeah oh yeah yeah so we're definitely gonna have some like, uh, s- some like changes in like, because ha- that's how evolution works. Right. Like humans did not look how we did like 500 years ago. Yeah. You've seen like, like uh, pictures of s- our skulls and like bone structure and all that. Things will change, and there are actually videos on YouTube uh, talking about how humans might change. Like one of the things that could change is our eyelids. Uh, mm-hmm like to adapt to I forget what it was but it was some kind of light so our, right. instead of closing up and down our, our eyelids could uh, could be could kind of look like a frog's how it closes sideways mm-hmm. so it was, it was yeah it was a response to a certain light and uh, we might lose our pinky toe like in yeah. those years I wouldn't be surprised I was also like there was this big thing a few years ago about how like our thumbs were getting bigger because of like texting or something and that's like another aspect of adaption that humans have so one more uh, one more thing that's actually happening right now is uh, uh s- some people or people who work on computers a lot they might on the back of their head they might feel a little bump like uh, just above their spinal spinal cord and that's a response to like uh, constantly looking down or our skull has added this uh, bit of bone or grows this mm-hmm. bit of bone to counteract like how we're always looking down at our screens right that's very worrying Yep, because I actually have one myself. It's not like too pronounced, but oh, no. some people have it a lot worse. Is there any health like risk to that? Do no, it's know? just no, it's just a it's just a large bump on the back of your head that's made of bone, mm. and that's the response to like technology. Okay, so this one's a little bit. These are very like some of these are very dark, but the next one are we any closer to preventing a nuclear holocaust? I don't know why we would be talking about that because I feel like. The inevitable that's going to happen is very low because, like, if we're going to start the war, we deserve it. Because deciding to like annihilate all of us is kind of um, ridiculous, honestly. What's your thoughts, Ryan? So, are we any closer? So, obviously, we have things like uh, was it uh, anti-air? But yeah, mm-hmm. radiation is the biggest part of this. That's really like destructive to everything. Exactly. So are we any closer, unless we can find a way to like completely uh, get rid of like ra- radiation, just destroy it, or like blast it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what's gonna like affect most people. Like you can yeah. prevent a giant blast, like if if it explodes in the air, yeah, there's gonna be shrapnel falling, but most people will be safe. Right. If it explodes high enough. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's just the radiation. So are we close to any preventing nuclear holocaust at the moment? Not really. No, I agree. I don't think we're at this. Um, so the next question, I don't think we're going to do all of them. We'll just pick a select three because we are running out of time today. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did want to still talk about kind of our transition to university, for me specifically, and just getting your thoughts on that. So the question I have here is, will we ever colonize outer space? I think yes. I don't know if we'll be within the next decade, the next 20, 30 years, but I think one day uh, we will get off the planet and we will mm -hmm. colonize another planet. Maybe the, the moon or even just like a space station in orbit. I feel like that's the inevitable kind of growth but of humanity. It, it is kind of sad because uh, like eventually we're, we're just going like, to destroy the planet enough that we need to leave. Exactly. It is very sad, but I feel like it will be a, it'll be a very nice day kind of like that aspect of like looking back at all the accomplishments of like like doing this massive thing of like colonizing another planet or like colonizing another point which is pretty amazing if you think about it. where we came from like a few hundred years ago we were running around on horses and now we have spaceships going yep. to the stars it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. but yeah we definitely will but it needs to be the right conditions if we need to find a planet because okay. there needs to be liquid water and oxygen. So it's going to be a difficult find, but the space station will eventually run up oxygen and all that and resources. So we'll see how that goes, but maybe yeah. we won't because uh, we don't know how like far in the future that is. Exactly. So for our last little thing that we're going to talk about today is university. So Ryan, when is your first... Do you have your timetable? Like, one of your first classes? What do you I know? believe my first class is either Wednesday or uh, or Tuesday. And I think it's Tuesday marketing. The... Marketing. Okay. And so what date? The eighth is the one when uh when university starts. Right. Okay. For for uh like secondary school, elementary, for anything mm -hmm. under university, it's uh the fifteenth or fourteenth. Mm -hmm. So that's your marketing. What about your other courses? Do you know? Uh, so I'm gonna have five courses. Uh, the first one is marketing. Another one is finance, which I heard is the hardest course. Right. Because it's completely math. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of others, but don't. The one on the top of my head is uh, Mandarin. Because mm -hmm. that's oh, a. I'll be fine. Mandarin is gonna be really hard though, because uh, yeah. Because uh, that's that's one thing that Asian parents are always forcing you to do. Eventually, like mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna need to learn Mandarin at some point. Because it's going to be really useful for like a, for our world now, especially with China yeah. being like the biggest they are taking like exporter. Yeah. Probably um, hell with business. Yeah, I actually don't know. I only know. So I did a little more looking, and I apparently on Tuesday, so that's the eighth, I believe, after tutorial. But I don't know anything about my other courses yet, so we'll see. But I have like some course on ma making maps or something like two geography. One like human geography and then something else, and then an aviation course because my program is primarily aviation. So I'm looking forward to that. But also like the move, so that is happening Saturday, September 5th. So I'm excited. Oh, so this interesting thing. So I'm in a residence, and apparently, like they're very you know community based and focused. So the one of the things they kind of decided to do, I don't know how long they've been doing it for, is like they put me in a house, like Harry Potter style, I guess. So it has this this indigenous name or something, but it's kind of cool, very interesting. Oh, so it's like Hogwarts in a way. So this is like, like Hogwarts. Buildings. Yeah, 
it's kind of it's kind of funny, but like also kind of like comforting, knowing that I'll have this kind of thing I can laugh about a little. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Man, make sure to come back to Toronto once in a while. I will, definitely. Do you have any tips, Ryan? What's your what's your thing? Anything uh, to say? Tips for, for moving out? University life, anything. Because this, this is the last few minutes of the episode. Just well, yeah. So uh, the first thing there. is you want to always be studying. That's right. the thing everyone has trouble with. So just getting down and studying. So make sure your work workspace is clear out of clutters and so you're not distracted to go clean it up when you're trying to procrastinate mm-hmm. so all you need to do is bunker down have some like calm music playing maybe right. one thing I would recommend you is get a uh, textbook holder okay. so on Amazon they're like 20 bucks I just bought one like a couple days ago for my agenda and it's just sitting there on my desk and points a textbook toward you so you can read easier because right. otherwise you'll be hunched over and that's not fun yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yep, Back so, uh, and then maybe maybe get a second monitor if you oh, have the budget right. for it. Yeah, Because you have your laptop, mm-hmm. uh, and you might want a bigger monitor so for, for when you're reading. Right. And so you can be typing on one monitor on your, like, your laptop screen, mm-hmm. and then you'll have like the article or your sources on the big screen. That's smart. I like that. But that's just for product- productivity. It really depends right. on your work ethic. Okay. Good, okay, good to know. Thank you for that, Ryan. I think that's all we have for today. It's been a pleasure as always, Ryan, joining you on this, this lovely episode. This, yep. Um, what is this like episode? 15? It's episode 15. Yeah. yeah. 15 weeks, Ryan. I think since 17, if we're going to be honest about it. But like 15 that we've been recording. Anyways. <clears throat> Check, please. I've been your host, Jaden. Here's a tip. It's been your co-host, right? Have a good day. Bye-bye.